The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you wherever you are. As you share with us, as you listen in to this podcast from the parish of Ceres, Kembach and Springfield in the Presbytery of St Andrews. We want you to know wherever you are that you are not alone. May you know the presence of Christ as you share in this our time of worship. Our first hymn, I had a dream a man once said. It's 710 in the hymn book if you're following the words and it's sung by the choir of St Magnus Cathedral in the Orkney Islands. prayer. My Lord and my God, thank you for drawing me to yourself. Make me desire more deeply that knowledge of you which is eternal life. Lord, you've told us that the pure in heart shall see God, the single-minded ones who do not try to serve two masters, the ones who have no other gods but you. Lord, keep the burning of my desire for you clear and steady as the flame of a candle, a single undivided focus of attention, a steady offering up of my will to you. Let my whole being be filled with your light, so others might be drawn to you. Let my whole being be cleansed by the flame of your love, from all that is contrary to your will for me, from all that keeps others from coming to you. Let my whole being be consumed in your service, so others may know your love, my Lord and my God. In Christ's name. Amen. Our scripture readings. We hear the word of God, first of all, Psalm 46. 
God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. And he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. And these words from chapter 12 of the epistle to the Hebrews, the first three verses. Having given us a great litany of the heroes of the faith, the writer goes on to say, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our, our faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. And may the Lord add his blessing to these readings. May they be a blessing to you at this time. A reflection. My heart's in the highlands. My heart is not here. My heart's in the highlands are chasing the deer, chasing the wild deer and following the roe. My heart's in the highlands, wherever I go. At this time of year, a part of me in memory will always be in the highlands. It was 32 years ago around this time that I set off for the first time to spend my summer as student minister in Kinlochew and Torridon in Western Ross. The whole job spec was blissfully vague, other than the stipulation that I would be taking two services every Sunday. I can still remember that lovely sense of crossing a frontier when I left the busy A82 north of Fort William and headed west on the much quieter A87. When I returned in subsequent summers, I would always breathe a sigh of relief at this parting of the ways. The traffic was always a bit lighter. There were fewer tourist buses to contend with. Somehow within myself, I kind of slowed down as the road narrowed and wound its way westwards toward Loch Carron and Scully. This was a kind of necessary acclimatisation for the months ahead because I soon learned that no one was in a hurry in Kinloch, U and Torridon. When they arrived at first, incomers flapped about like fish out of water at the slowness of everything until they too succumbed 
to this more humane pace of life. I love that story of the old crofter leaning over his wall, talking to a visiting Spanish tourist. We take our time round here, says the crofter. We do what we can do in a day, but whatever else is undone at the end of the day, well, that will just have to wait. Ah, yes, said the Spaniard. We have a word for that in our language, manana. This means what we cannot do today, we can do tomorrow. The old crofter listens but shakes his head. That sounds like a very hasty sort of a word to me, he says. <laughs> I think of a lovely old crofter in the village of Allegan in Loch Torridon, who often spoke to me as I wandered around the village visiting folk. He spoke so slowly, so softly. There was something of the Atlantic wind in his speech. You got the distinct feeling that he paced himself according to the turning of the seasons and not to the ticking of the clock. Some of us, not all of us I know, have been forcibly slowed down by this whole virus business. In some cases, realising that previously we'd almost made an art out of being busy and harassed. On the other hand, you may well be one of those who run off your feet, looking after the rest of us. If that's the case, it's my prayer that you may find there is a deep peace, a deep stillness, even in the midst of all your busyness. May you find that even in the most frantic of times, you can be slowed down within yourself. Try talking to a Quaker. They know they're really good at this. Well, when after driving north for my first summer in Kinloch Yuntoridan, I arrived in Loch Carran for a briefing with the parish minister, who was responsible for a huge area of, of Rosshire, I was told that he, he wasn't in, but he would be presently. And he did arrive presently. On my first Sunday, I eventually found the little church at Torridon at the end of a road that called for a Land Rover and certainly not my rather frail Fiat Strada. When I opened the door into the church, I thought I'd come to the wrong place. The service was in full swing. I suppose they were waiting on me to start it. It was being led by a presenter. No organist to be seen. Oops, sorry, this must be the free kirk. I went outside. Looked at the notice board, no, Todden Church of Scotland, it said. It turned out the associate minister was taking the service because he thought I was coming next Sunday. So much for Highland Communications. This minister became a good friend. He was the wonderful Kenny Ban, his nickname. Ban meaning in the Gaelic, white-haired. This was white-haired Kenny. He was much loved by the parish, but feared on the roads as something of a terror as a driver, to say the least. He once said to a tourist whose car he had just knocked into a ditch, But did you not see me coming? Kenny was a lovely and gregarious character of deep spirituality. He was a convert of the famous post-war Lewis revival, and he was much interested in Pentecostalism, charismatic Christianity. Kenny's conversation was peppered with regular exclamations of hallelujah. So here I was, sitting in the pew of the church where I was supposed to be taking the service, in this church of Scotland that seemed to think it was the Free Kirk, where worship was led by a Presbyterian minister who seemed to think he was a Pentecostalist. 
This was a lot to take in for the new student minister on his first Sunday. But seriously, this was my first introduction to Highland worship. No, it wasn't emotional. You couldn't have called it happy clappy. Not a nice word anyway. But my goodness, this was from the heart. At that time, the congregation only sang magical psalms or paraphrases led by the presenter. And I can still see in my mind's eye an elderly widow, an expression of utter devotion on her face, singing her heart out as we started into I to the hills will lift mine eyes. Her late husband had been a minister and a native of this parish. In retirement, he had come home. I would hear so many stories like that of those who travelled far from their home but returned in retirement years to the village and sometimes to the house of their birth. This is the Highland homing instinct. The Psalms were central to Highland worship then, until only a few years ago actually the Free Church of Scotland at the time of recording only sang Psalms. They've only been having praise bands and other hymns and so on for about five years I think. Until very recently the Free Church only sang Psalms. Well, Kerry Barn looked after the church in Applecross, part of this massive parish. And once every summer, I had to head over the high pass of the cattle, the Bialach Nabah, to take the service in Applecross so that Kenny could come over and take a communion service in Torridon. I was not ordained yet and couldn't take communion. And the first time I preached in Applecross, it was packed. The first psalm led by the presenter was the one we read. God is our refuge and our strength. The power of the singing nearly knocked me off my feet. It was sung very slowly, rising and falling like the wind, with a touch of melancholy, but with tremendous passion. The whole story of the highlands and islands was somehow woven into that worship. The clearances, the oppression, the suppression of Gallic culture, the forced exile and the faith that had sustained them through everything. Why this prominence given to the Psalms? Well, the Psalms are the songbook of a people who knew more than their share of oppression, forced exile and struggles of the most horrendous kind, yet who kept their faith through it all. The Psalms enabled the Highlanders to be real in their worship. They didn't have to hide their struggles when they came to worship, but they could articulate them in the singing of the Psalms had the Psalmist not been through all that they were experiencing, whether in exile or hardship or injustice or oppression. The Psalms gave them permission to be real. Can I say that if the Psalms aren't part of your own Christian life, your prayer life, you're missing out on a rich seam of spirituality. I recently gave an outline of the Psalms in the newsletter. If you missed this, contact me and I'll make sure you get a copy. The Psalms are very earthy. They are very real. When the Psalmist is angry with God, he lets God know. When he's angry with his enemies, God knows about that as well. When he's scared, he articulates his fear. When he's utterly confused, he pours out that sense of confusion. There is no kidology in the Psalms. They are utterly real. Unlike it would seem some of our worship songs. In a film conversation, the late Eugene Peterson, who was a translator of the message version of the scriptures, talked to Bono, the lead singer of the rock band U2, about the Psalms. 
both of them being very much lovers of the book of Psalms. Bono complained that he struggled with so many modern worship songs as it just seemed so unreal. Was life always as simple and straightforward as they suggested? They didn't seem to allow for struggle and battles and confusion and brokenness and mess. You got all of that stuff in the Psalms. He commented that we needed worship songs that were real, that allowed our real earthy struggles. We needed worship songs that had the honesty of the Psalms. And he called on writers of hymns to write us hymns that were real and in the, that had the flavour of the Psalms. Bono said that there was a real issue of integrity involved in this. We want to be able to worship God honestly, expressing things as they really are in our lives. Permission to be real, sir. The Psalms enable you to be real. Not pretending things are okay when they're not, but in the knowledge that God is with you, even and especially when you are full of questions and doubt. Jesus lived in the Psalms. The longing and striving of the Psalms find their true fulfilment in Christ. Read the Psalms. Pray the Psalms. Live the Psalms. You'll be all the richer for it. And next week, we'll return to the parish of Kinloch and Torridon for some more insights from the West Highlands. And now, let's hear a setting of part of Psalm 16. It's not in English, it's in Gaelic. But you'll get something of the flavour of the worship of the Highlands and Islands of Scotland in this wonderfully powerful worship that comes to you from the little free church of Back on the island of Lewis. I'm told the tune is Kilmarnock, although it sounds rather different from my understanding of Kilmarnock. Let's listen to the psalm. Just a pause here.
Well, wasn't that amazing? Could you not just hear the wind and the waves and the whole story of the people in that worship from Lewis? Our prayers for others begin with a few verses from Romans chapter 8, 9 to 11. His spirit dwells in us. St Paul says, you are in the spirit since the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. His Spirit dwells in us. On all who are dispirited and rejected, Lord, have mercy. On all who have lost hope or joy, Lord, have mercy. On all who are unable to cope, who are really struggling with this lockdown time, Lord, have mercy. On all who are weak and heavy burdened, Christ, have mercy. On all who are fearful and anxious, Christ have mercy. On all who are lost or have strayed, Christ have mercy. On all who feel lifeless and dead, Lord have mercy. On all who feel forsaken and betrayed, Lord have mercy. On all who are powerless and helpless, Lord have mercy. And we join our voices in our hearts, in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And the final hymn, You Are Called to Tell the Story. Once again, we'll listen to the choir of St. Magnus Cathedral in Orkney. You Are Called to Tell the Story. And if you're following in your hymn book, it's 680. 
And now, wherever you are, and especially if you're on your own, may the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.